and welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, June 11th edition. And we got a 15 gamer on tap. We got everybody playing some baseball tonight, and it doesn't look like there's any rain to worry about. You got some wind blowing in from uh, left field in Philadelphia between the D backs and the Phillies, about 11 miles an hour. Wind blowing almost out to right field, kind of across the field in Boston, in Texas, and Boston, about 13 miles an hour. And blowing in in Colorado about uh, 12 miles an hour, but I wouldn't worry too much about that. It's Colorado. But uh, fun one on top. I don't tap tonight. If you need more uh, assistance, more tools, more articles, and a member Discord chat, go check out thequantedge.com. Got everything you need over there. They got football ramping up. They got the best balls coming soon. If you want to try it all out, you get the rest of the MLB season for $10 off. If you use promo code Bubba, get it for $74.99. If you want to try all the sports, you want to get that best ball action going on, maybe a couple more NBA playoff games. You can check out uh, the all month, all sports first month for nineteen ninety nine, or try a five day trial for five bucks. All using promo code Bubbles. Go check it out, thequantedge.com. All right, your pitchers on the slate. You got four guys over ten k. There's a, there's a, they're, they're almost all in play. Chris Paddock ten six at the San Francisco Giants. Paddock's been a little uh, not good of late. There's no sugarcoat that he's faced the Giants once this year. Five innings, one earned seven Ks for twenty one point five points. He's been better at home than on the road, but his last few starts at Philly or at home against Philly got destroyed. At the Yankees got destroyed. Was good at Arizona. At the Dodgers got destroyed. And then prior to that was just pure filth. So he's going into San Francisco, pitcher friendly ballpark against a team that's not good at baseball. We know this very, very well. Um, and we'll get to that in a second because I jumped the gun. Here are your totals on tonight's slate: D-backs, Phillies nine, Mets, Yankees nine, Blue Jays, Orioles nine. Reds, Indians, 8.5. A's, Rays, waiting on that one because of the opener. Cardinals, uh, Marlins, 8. Rangers, Red Sox, waiting on that one as Darwinian Hernandez making the spot start for the, the Red Sox. Pirates, Braves, 10. Brewers, Astros, 9. Mariners, Twins, 10. Nationals, White Sox, 9.5. Tigers, Royals, 9. Cubs, Rockies, 12. Padres, Giants, 8. Waiting on the total. Dodgers, Angels because of the opener there. But 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... Seven, eight, nine of the currently 12 totals we have are nine or above. So take that as you wish. But back to Chris Paddock at 10 6 against the Gigantes. You got a Giants team striking out 23.5% of the time versus right handed pitching. You know, that offense, not good. Paddock, 27 plus percent K rate, 42% ground ball rate. Does go up with hard contact. Again, pitcher friendly ballpark. Giants team total of 3.6. Giants have a 285 Wobo and a 156 ISO. First right-handed pitching. Chris Paddock at 10-6. If he's ever looking for a bounce-back spot, this is it. It's a really good spot for him there. You have Patrick Corbin at 10-3. Another guy looking for a bounce-back because he he was the chalk of the chalk his last time out. Letting a lot of people down at San Diego. Five innings, three earns, six Ks for 11.3. Got shelled at Cincy the start before. A couple good starts prior to that, though. So very up and down with Patrick Corbin. But you get a Chicago White Sox team. Very, very inconsistent ball club. They strike out 26% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Pat Corbin is a minus 180 road favorite at this point in time. His 27% K rate, 47% ground ball rate. And a White Sox team with a 4.1 team total. Lefties 270, righties 330 off Corbin. But it gets even better. A White Sox team that struggles tremendously versus lefties. 302 Woba, 119 ISO. So if Corbin can get it together, it's been a little rocky road here of late. He's in a really, really good spot against a White Sox team you can take serious advantage of. And the last guy above 10K that we're going to take a peek at is James Paxton making the start tonight against the New York Mets, 10,100. 
Paxton's been, you know, at Toronto, got shelled. He's made two starts as his returns. Toronto got shelled, three earned and four and two-thirds. Prior to that, San Diego, four innings, seven Ks, no earned. He threw 66 pitches against San Diego, 83 against Toronto. I'm pretty sure he's good for 95-plus now. It's back to normal James Paxton at 10-1 at home against the New York Mets. There's a lot to like there with Paxton. The team that strikes out over 23.5% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Paxton, 33% K rate. Does give up a lot of fly balls, though. Something to keep in mind there. But a Mets team with a 3.85 team total, second lowest on the slate. Lefty's 296, righty's 277. But the Mets are showing surprising numbers. 334, well, but 195 ISO versus left-handed pitching. So it's a it's a yin or yang with James Paxton. But it's a really good spot there versus the Mets. Something to keep in mind. But I rank it. I got Paxton, or Paddock 1, uh, Paxton 2, Corbin 3 up top in the 10K range. That's how I'd break it down for you there. Now we drop down a bit. We don't play in the 9Ks. We got on to the 8Ks and the Bull. Spencer Turnbull, 8600 bucks at the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Spencer started out the year outstanding. Been a little rocky of late, but he's faced the, the Royals twice this year. 13 total innings, 3 total earned runs, 17Ks in those 13 innings. He's averaging 24 points in appearance versus Kansas City. Been a little up and down of late, as I mentioned, but... The upside is very much there in this matchup against a Kansas City team that's not playing good baseball. They strike out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching. The Bull, a 22% K rate, almost 50% ground ball rate, which is outstanding. And you got a Kansas City team with 4.7 team total. Lefty's 357, righty's only 272 versus the Bull. So there's a little bit to like there at 8600 bucks. Yes, the Royals can wake up, but they've been really, really cold of late. Really, really cold. They started out the year great. It's been pretty quiet in Kansas City of late. Going on down a little farther, sticking in Kansas City, you got the likes of Jacob Junis, 7200 bucks at home against the Detroit Tigers. A very risky play, but a cheap play. He's faced the Tigers once this year, six innings, three earned, eight Ks, or 18.1 points. It's all or nothing with Jacob Junis. 3.9 against Boston, 23.9 at Texas, 16.7 against the Yanks, 15 against the Angels. Pretty good overall numbers with Junis. Yes, it could go south in a hurry, but the upside's there. The lack of getting destroyed all the time is there. He's got a lot of ground balls in that arm, a 40, almost 7% ground ball rate. And the Tigers strike out over 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So a lot to like when you look at that angle. They have a 4.3 total. They have a 286 Woba and a 148 ISO versus right-handed pitching. So Jacob Junis at 72 does have some upside on this slate. John Means, $7,100 at home against the Toronto Blue Jays, another guy with the boomer bust type upside. That's the kind of the name of the slate here. Pick your poison and rock and roll. He's been good at home this year, better at home, I should say. A one five three home ERA compared to three seven three on the road, averaging fifteen drafting points per start at home this season. Uh, his last start seventeen nine at Texas, twenty three seven against Detroit. Had a couple rock, rocky road starts, then back at home nineteen three against the Angels, twenty four against Boston. So pitching really really well at home, as we said. And it's a Toronto Blue Jays team. That you can pick on as they strike out over 25% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Means 20% K rate, 41% ground ball rate. And when you look at Toronto a little deeper, they have a 4-16 total. It's like middle of the pack tonight. Lefty's 258, righty's 320 versus Means. But the Blue Jays as a team, a 283 Woba and a 146 ISO versus left-handed pitching is not good at all. So there is some serious upside there with John Means against the Toronto Blue Jays at $7,100. Last but not least in this range at 7,000 is Trent Thornton in that same match of Toronto at Baltimore. Another very, very risky play, kind of boomer busty type stuff. 
But Thornton's been good on the road. 3-2-1 ERA, 15.6 points on average compared to a 6-3-9 ERA at home. Last few road starts got beat up at Tampa, but then 16-5 at Chicago, 22 at the Giants, 24 at Texas. Uh, so three good road starts there in a row. Very boomer bust with Trent Thornton. But again, facing an Orioles team you can take advantage of. Um, when it comes to the O's, they strike out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching, 25% carry rate for Thornton, uh, 30, does give a lot of five balls, only a 34% ground ball rate. And you look at a Baltimore team with a team total of 4.42, not bad on a slate like this. They have a 294 Woba, which is bad, and a 166 ISO first right-handed pitching. So Trent Thornton at 7K has some upside as well, which sounds really bad to, to say, but... There's really no lockdown guys on this set. Let's put it that way. In the mid-kit, mid-tier range, I got Turnbull 1, Means 2, Thornton 3, Jacob Junis 4. Now to the punts. Again, it's ugly, so we got to take some chances. And these are the chances I'm looking at at this point in time. I might dig more into Martin Perez. Uh, he's been really rocky the last three starts, but before that was outstanding. I, just, I respect Seattle's ability to hit left-handed pitching, but uh, they've been a little quiet lately. So I'll look into Martin Perez more. But right now, Tyler Beatty, sixty-six hundred bucks at home, which is a big plus for me. A three-eight-six home ERA compared to eight-eight on the road. And with Beatty, it's just been the walks. You know, four, three, 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 three or more walks in four straight starts, and he's just that's what's killing him. Other than that, you know, he had five earned in his last start against the Mets. That was one big inning. It was one inning that got him. Other than that, six innings, one earned. Uh, against Miami, two and a third, one earned against Toronto, two earned at Colorado. But they, they're, they're going to need him to go long. He went 94 and 101 pitches his last two. He's won four more Ks in, in three straight. The upside is definitely there against San Diego. It's a team that can surprise you at times. I'm not going to say San Diego can't hit. They're, they're, they're sneakier than you'd think this year. But they also strike out 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Beattie's got a 21% K rate, a 13% swinging strike rate. And a 49% ground ball rate. It's that 16% walk rate. If he's not walking, guys, Beatty's in for a good one tonight. And that's what I'm looking forward to. You got a San Diego team with a 4.4 team total, uh, 297 Woba, and a 173 ISO. So it's like they don't overall hit righties good. When they hit them, they hit them with a lot of authority. So it's kind of the pick your poison. It will be a little warmer than usual in San Diego, so the ball will carry more. But Beatty at 66 has some serious upside against San Diego. Uh, Dakota Hudson is going to be the popular one down here, and I don't blame anybody for doing it. He's $6,200 at the Miami Marlins. This is a really, really good spot. Michael Waka, Waka, Waka shut him down last night. You got Dakota Hudson coming off 13, 19, 10, 19. Four straight starts with double digits, 13 or more, and three of those four. At 6,200, you would take that more often than not. You got a Miami Marlins team. Strikes out over 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Dakota's not a huge strikeout guy. But he does walk too many, and he has a, but he has a 61% ground ball rate. So he keeps the ball in the ballpark, and hopefully he'll rack up some strikeouts and not walk the farm, and you'll be okay. The other cool thing, Miami, facing a $6,200 pitcher, has the third lowest team total on the slate. Lefty's 401, righty's 289 versus Dakota. Miami's a righty-heavy lineup. And when you look at Miami, they have a 282 Woba and a 112 ISO. That is dreadful versus right-handed pitching. So Dakota Hudson at 62 checks all the boxes. I totally get why everyone's going to play him tonight. It's going to be sucky to play a, a chalky Dakota Hudson, but it's there. I get it. Last but not least, we're going to be, mention Peter Lambert of Colorado. We picked on him when he faced the Cubs his last time out in, in Wrigley. Seven innings, four hits, one earned, one walk, nine Ks for 32.8 points. 
Uh, this guy shocked me and shocked many. I listened to the Fireside Chat with Nick Pollock and Paul Sporer. They broke them down, and they were thoroughly impressed with what they saw. This wasn't a name on many people's radars we discussed last time on Quick Hits, but what they saw was great. They dug more into those miners, and they're seeing improvements this year. Here's the catch. It's $5,600, which is great, but just remember it's going to be in Coors. Chicago does check out 23% of the timers right-handed pitching. Um, Lambert looked great in his first start. Again, his first start, so take it with a grain of salt. But um, Chicago's got a 340 Wilbur and a 199 ISO. They just saw him, so it's not like they're not familiar with him. If it was like a new team that hadn't seen him before, he might fool them. I get it as a punt at 56 if you want to go there. It's not a lock and load. I think people might get excited from that last start, and maybe he throws well again. But going into Coors is a different animal. So he's on the radar as a play. Just be careful. So down below, I got Hudson 1, BD 2, Lambert 3. Recapping our pitching on this 15-gamer. Up top, Paddock, Paxton, Corbin. In the middle, Turnbull, Means, Thornton, Junis. Down below, you got Hudson, BD, and Peter Lambert. All right, let's get into the bats on this 15-gamer catcher's position. Wilson Contreras and Coors at 52 is okay. Gary Sanchez at 49 versus Vargas, okay as well. But for me, if you're paying up, you're paying for Mitchie Garver at $5,000. The guy that was crushing it before he went to the IL, and he's picking up where he's left off, 15 and 24 in his last two. He's just been he's been raking, really getting it done since coming back from the IL, as you'd expect with Mitch Garver. And he gets Mike Leak tonight. Minnesota's got a 5-6-6 team total, the highest total outside of Coors. Lefties are hitting 345, righties 368 off Mike Leak. And when you look at Mike Leak, Mike Leak's given up a boatload of, of hard contact, 40% hard contact rate. Gives up a lot of home runs this season. Lots of home runs off of Mike Leak's back. So Mitch Garvey for paying him a 5K is in play. But we're looking at the catcher position. It's a good position to save on tonight. Uh, you could go Chris Iannetta at 41 versus Quintana if you choose to go there. But like Jorge Alfaro versus Hudson, yes, heavy ground ball guy, so pick your poison. He's been very good versus righties. But Alfaro's got that pop if you so choose, but I'd rather have Iannetta for 100 more. Or you drop down to a guy like Christian Vasquez versus Gerardo of Texas. Vasquez playing really, really well overall on the season. Kind of quiet here the last 10 days, so keep that in mind. But uh, against Gerardo, you can... Lefty's 288, righty's 317. So, uh, Christian Vasquez at the $3,900 price point, he's worth the look for you. Uh, if you want to get weird, James McCann versus Corbin. We know how much James McCann likes hitting lefties. He's $3,700. That's an option for you as well. But you look at guys like Josh Fagley because Beeks is coming in to so face a lefty. He's 36. I respect Beeks, but that's there. Like Chance Cisco at 36, very solid look there against Thornton. Cisco's a very nice left-handed catching bat. He had, uh, in his last few starts, 14 and 11 in his last two starts. He's got 14, 11, and 2 in his three starts so far this season. Tore up spring training. Everyone was shocked when he got sent down to the minors. He's back. It should be him and Severino splitting duties. Facing Thornton at 36. Does have some upside there for Chance Cisco. I like that in a mid-price range. Other than that, kind of check your lines. Like a Brian McCann at 33 versus Archer is not bad. Archer's throwing back-to-back good starts. Just faced Atlanta, so I'll, I'll kind of stay away from that. But, uh... Yeah, check the lineup. You got Zunino. You got Darren Odd from, from Tampa versus Mike Fires with some upside as well. First base, A to the Rizzo went deep yesterday. He's 56 versus Lambert. It's a great play as well. Bellinger against Pena. Pena's been great this year. His last start was bad. or he's, he's been, They've been using the opener with him. His last start was horrific. 
Um, and Bellinger could take advantage of that. He's been a little quiet. We talked about it yesterday. He's been quiet of late, but that is an upside play. But it's like Rizzo, or you drop $5,300. Howie Kendrick versus the lefty, Banuelas. Kendrick averaging 10.6 over his last 10, 20 and 14 in his last two, 20, 14, 9, 8, 9 in his last five. So eight or more in his last five. Tons of upside there. We know he mashes left-handed pitching. Washington's got a 5.4 team total. It's the second highest outside of Coors. Lefty's 360, righty's 373 versus Manny Banuelas. So Howie Kendrick at 53, very, very good look on tonight's slate. Uh, Freddie Freeman, we talked about him a lot yesterday. He went deep again, just keeps crushing. He's 51. Josh Bell at 5K. I don't mind that Oliver's Fulte as you target lefties versus Mike Fultonevich. Uh, Jay Bruce, guess what, guys? He went deep again yesterday. Everyone went deep in that game. But he went deep again yesterday at 4800 bucks against John Duplantier. I like Duplantier quite a bit. I think he's a really good pitcher. I'm not going to use him in DFS just yet because I want to keep getting his feet wet. But um, in a very small sample, he's showing reverse splits. 301 lefty, 340 righty. But he tore through the minors last year, and he pitched pretty well this year. So good pitcher, but uh, going into Philadelphia, might be a little too much to ask for the kid this soon. When you go on down a little farther, you got like Luke Voigt versus Vargas at 44 is not a horrible play. Nico Goodrum versus Junis at 44 is you can take care, uh, advantage of Junis from time to time. Like CJ Cron versus Leak, we mentioned, you know, righties are actually hitting lefties better than Leak, but everyone's hitting Leak to be fair. But 4400 bucks for CJ Cron, we prefer him versus a lefty, but in a matchup like that, big time upside and people might see righty, righty, so you'll get kind of an ownership advantage there. So don't sleep on Cron. You know, we're, we're a very pro Minnesota group here. And uh, they're they're in for another smash spot yet again tonight. So Minnesota versus Leak is a yeah that's that's hashtag Team Sex. Uh, you go down farther, you got guys like Garrett Cooper at forty one. It's a tough matchup versus Hudson, surprisingly, but the upside's there because Hudson's shaky at times. Reese Hoskins hit a moonshot yesterday. He's forty one in a GPP. But if you want to save some cash after CJ Crohn, G Man Choi went deep again yesterday. He's four four Ks, averaging almost ten in his last ten. Nineteen three. 14, 17, 10, 3, 14 of late. So basically 10 or more points in five of his last seven. Choice swinging a very, very hot stick. He's 4K tonight versus Mike Fires. Something to definitely take a look at. Uh, lefty's 320, righty's 350 off Fires. But Choi at 4K, very nice kind of mid-range price guy that you could take advantage of. Eric Hosmer at 38, a cheaper one versus BD I could go to. But a tougher ballpark to take advantage of, but definitely in play at 3800 bucks. I'd rather get the G-Man Choi at that point. Second base, they got Moose at 52 versus Peacock. If you are going to pick on Peacock, it's with lefties. But Peacock is at home. He's pitched really well this year, so keep keep that in mind. David Bote at 5K versus Lambert went deep yesterday. Good spot tonight. Ketel Marte against Mr. Contact himself, Jake Arrieta at 49. Definite upside there with Marte. We talked about Brandon Lau yesterday. He went to Ding Dong City. Great spot where his fires tonight at 4,800. Uh, DJ LeMahews versus Vargas at 47 is very good. And then a GPP play. Derek Dietrich at 47. I like quite a bit against Trevor Bauer. Bauer is broken. Absolutely broken. And now you get uh, you get Derek Dietrich in this matchup. Lefties are hitting 388 this year off of Trevor Bauer. Righty's only two, uh, 282, which is still not bad. But lefties hitting 388 off Trevor Bauer. Bauer's given up 40% hard contact. He's only got a 40% ground ball rate. He's given up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard, hard fly balls. And you get uh, Dietrich in this matchup. It could be very interesting at 47. GPP only, but the upside is very intriguing for Derek Dietrich. Uh, if you want to get cheaper and you think John Means is not going to be good, Lourdes Gurriel at 43 is a very solid play in that matchup. 
Uh, the GPP play, Tommy Lestella at 42 versus Maeda. Maeda's been pretty decent this year, but but man, Lestella's been crushing it. He put up a goose egg last night with a 14 and 21. The previous two, a 5 and a 10 and a 26. Really swinging a hot stick at 4200 bucks, showing some upsides. But what I would do, I'd go down to 4000 It's like, if you think Guriel's there, good. If not, Brian Dozier, I've been writing about him lately. I've been talking about him. He's averaging over 10 points in his last 10. Put up a 13-pointer. Um... Last night, 13, 0, 16, 12, 21, a couple duds, then 12 and 19. The dude's crushing it. He's looking like the Dozier of old. He's crushing lefties, more importantly. Gets Manny Banuelos tonight. So Dozier at 4K is a great play at second base. Really good play if you're not paying up for one of the big boys. Dozier's really, really solid at that price point. Jonathan Scopes, GPP relevant at 38. Uh, whoever's leading off for Pittsburgh between Frazier and Newman at 37 is a value for you. Uh, a few other values to maybe take a look at. You got uh, Cesar Hernandez versus Duplantier at 36. I don't mind him as a leadoff guy when you're down there. Vargas of Arizona with DPS chase 35 versus Arietta. You can take a peek there. Chad Pender at 34 as the lefty Beaks is coming in. But a guy I've been going to a lot in discounts is Tony Kemp at 34 versus Peralta. If somehow the Scalso's in the, the Cubs lineup, he's only 34 in Coors. So keep that in mind. But definitely some options down here. There's a few others like Nicky Lopez and a few others. I got like 3,100 if you need it really weird, but I hope you don't need to. Third base, you got Arenado versus Quintana versus a lefty in Coors. That's a very, very good look. Arenado had a bomb yesterday. He's 5,600. But you go back to the Nats. You got Rendon at 55. You got Kendrick at 53. Both in great spots versus Banuelos. I love, I love Coors slates when there's really, really good options outside of Coors because I will attack everything outside of Coors all day long. Why ever why all the fish just run to Coors Field? I will take advantage of that all day long. We were on Atlanta and Pittsburgh yesterday, and that worked out well. So we even talked to Philadelphia D backs. So there you go. But back to the, the the matter at hand here, Mustakas we mentioned. But if you're not going for like Kendrick or Rendon or even Arenado, Rafael Devers at 51 versus Gerardo at home is a very good look as he's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball. We mentioned Bote already. Eduardo Escobar big night last night in Philadelphia. He's 49 in his matchup versus Arietta. You got LeMahieu and Cash at 47. You can look at a guy like Alex Bregman. Uh, Willie Peralta at 45 is going for uh, Milwaukee tonight. We know with or Freddie Peralta. We know with Peralta, 305 lefties, 294 righties. It's all or nothing with Peralta. He's either going to just shut everybody down or he's going to get hit all over the diamond because he just throws fastball after fastball after fastball. So you don't know which one you're going to get, but that's the angle there. Matt Carpenter at 42 is a nice value against uh, Eliezer Hernandez making the spot start for Caleb Smith. For the fish, when you look at the Cardinals, uh, da, 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 da. lefties three forty one, righties three one thirty six against Eliezer Hernandez. Carp's been one of the the one consistencies for the Cards these days. So uh, forty two hundreds in play. You can look at Listella. You can look at Chapman if you so choose. They're not horrible plays. But like Colin Moran at forty one. I'll go back to that. Well, we talked about him a lot lately. At seven more points last night, just really put it together well with that big upside at forty one hundred dollars. So take a look at that. Vlad Guerrero Jr. at 41 versus Tim Means, or John Means. Very good look there as well. And then it's like, do you gamble with Kyle Seager? He does hit lefties well, but you don't know. Um, there's some value, like Adrianza, if he's in the lineup for his leak, is a value play. Jose Ramirez is down to 3,500. I just can't bring myself to do it. He's just so inconsistently bad. But there's there's more good plays up top than bad than bad plays down below, so just keep that in mind. Shortstop, you got Trevor Story. In Coors versus the lefty at 58 is very, very good. you got Javi Baez versus Lambert at 56. Not bad as well. But you don't have to just go there. You can look at 
Elvis Andrews at 53 versus uh, Darwinian Hernandez. He's been struggling tremendously in double-A this year, getting the spot start tonight. So keep him in mind. But uh, I'd rather save some cash. You could get GPP-relevant Lindor versus Castillo. But you got Trey Turner at 49 versus Banuelos. That's great. Jorge Polanco at 49 versus Mike Leake. That's great. Even Fernando Tatis Jr. at 47 versus Tyler Beattie's got some upside. If you think Beattie's not going to cut it, you can go to a Tatis. Tatis probably more GPP-relevant than cash. I'd probably rather have Polanco and then Turner. But Tatis could have a big night versus Beattie. You go down farther, you look at guys like Tim Anderson at GPP versus Corbin. Or, or Corey Seager continues to be too cheap. He's 4300 bucks for his uh, Felix Pena. Seven more points last night. He's averaging 11. I think he's just a great cash game play, night in and night out, with GPP upside, stack upside at 4300 for Corey Seager. I like that quite a bit. Uh, Marcus Simeon, player of the week last week at 4100 You go that direction. Oh, we talked about Didi Gregorius yesterday. He's still 3900 He hits lefties extremely, extremely well. So take a gander at that. Um, farther down you go, though, it, there, there's going to be mix and match options like Tim Beckham versus Martin Perez. Beckham hits lefties really well at, at 37. Mentioned Adrianza. Somehow Manny Machado is only 3600 bucks versus Tyler Beattie. I know Machado has not had the greatest a year. He's third base shortstop eligible. I know he's only averaging five points his last 10, but Tyler freaking Beattie and Manny Machado is 3600 That's rough. That's rough, and that's going to be hard not to play. That's going to be really hard not to play at shortstop or third base because that. And I know it's in San Francisco, so that kind of sucks as well. But, man, Machado versus Tyler B is only $3,600. That's just not right, DraftKings. Not cool. All right, let's get to the outfield on this bad boy. You got Christian Yellick versus Peacock at 59. But Charlie Blackman at 57 versus Quintana. The lower owned because it's lefty-lefty. Blackman went deep yesterday. Interesting angle there. Trout just continues to crush baseballs. Mike, uh, Austin Meadows versus Fires. All great plays. Bellinger, David Dahl. Schwarber went deep yesterday. Oh, they raised his price. They got the memo, folks. We talked about him yesterday at 45, how stupid that was. I think I had him 100% of my lineups, like all three of them. He's up to 52 now. They got the, they got the Coors filled memo with Kyle Schwarber. Thank you, DraftKings. Um, it's still a great price tag for him. He's going to be leading off for the Cubs against Lambert, so I don't hate it at all. I think it's a really good play at 52. But, man, it was just too hard not to play him at 45. That was just stupid. Uh, you can look at 100 pence at 51 if you choose. One Soto at 5K crushes lefties. I like that quite a bit. So for 5K and above, if I had to just pick a couple, I want Trout, I want Meadows, I want Schwarber, I want Soto, and then I want Belly. That's like my top five. They're all in play. They're all mix and match stacks. Just pick your poison on that one. When you get below 5K, it's really a matter of of, of, of your stances. Ozuna versus Hernandez, very good at 49. If you're playing Arizona, Cattell Marte is obviously a good play in a stack. It's hard to pay for a one-off with, with Cattell Marte when you see the options around him. But in a stack, you can go there. Mookie Betts at 48 versus Dorado. Very good look as well as you can uh, take advantage of the youngster there in Boston. But I mentioned him yesterday. I loved the Pirates. I loved Marte because I said don't forget him because of the reverse splits versus Gossman. And given the second home run, I don't believe it was off of Gossman. But the first one was... Marte doubled on for 37 drafting points. He's averaging 14 over his last 10. 20, 37 and 11 in his last two. He had a 3, a 0, then a 20, a 12, a 5, a 27, a 22. Starling Marte is a very good ball player. A perennial all-star. And no one talks about this guy. No one talks about him. But it, baseball happens. You're going to have zeros. You're going to have fours. You're going to have fives. Bad nights will happen. But when you're as good as guys like Starling Marte and others, and he's just quietly putting 20-pointers out there and no one's playing him, I'll play him. Starling Marte at 48 versus Mike Fultonevich. 
Very, very intriguing. Pittsburgh is back on the slate again tonight. 4.7 team totals. Lefties 335. In the past, it was always lefties versus faulty. Well, right now, lefties 335. Righties hitting 351. Marte is back in play tonight. Back in play at 4,800. But you got guys like Eddie Rosario and Max Kepler at 48 versus Mike Leake. Oh, boy. That is some good stuff right there, boys and girls. Uh, uh, Hayward at 48 and Coors. Yeah, it's not bad, but he's just been so freaking bad. But it's Coors. But Acuna Jr., I say it every day. I started getting choice. Play him. Play him. Grand Slam, 4,700 bucks. Uh, The dude's good. Dude's very good. It's kind of the Starling Marte thing. No one plays these guys. And they're just so damn good. Like, those are the kind of one-offs I like. There's other one-offs I'm not a big fan of. Like, Hunter Pence is not a one-off. Marte, Acuna, one-offs. I can do that if you're not stacking. I prefer them in a stack, but they're not necessary in a stack. Nelson Cruz on fire. Homer in the four straight games. Gets Mike Leak at 47. He's in play for you. Jock Jams versus Panion, a GPP at 47. I like that quite a bit. Uh, if you want to target BD, Hunter Renfro is a GPP type play. But you go down to guys like Abyssal Garcia, David Peralta, very good look versus Arietta. I like that a lot. Uh, Buxton gets overlooked a lot in his stacks. He's been crushing it at 45. If you do a wraparound stack, that could be one way to get Buxton in there. Um, going on down farther, you can look at guys like Delano DeShields Jr. If you're stacking Texas or in a cash game at 43, a cash game I can handle. Because they'll get on and steal some bags for Darwin and Hernandez. So something to keep an eye on there. Tommy Pham's only 43 versus Fires. That's a little bit of value in that matchup. Sliding on down, Fulty at 42 could be in play. Harper at 42, he's going to get going, I know it. Uh, Franville Reyes at 42 is not a bad GPP type play. Farther down you go in the 4Ks and then drop down into the 3s eventually. Um, yeah, guys, Jacoby Jones is on fire in GPP. You could look there, but uh, Michael Brantley is only 4,100 versus uh, Freddie Peralta. That's a very nice price tag. It's a boomer bust play, as we mentioned already. But there's some upside there in that matchup for sure. Um, you can look at Mark Connor if he makes the lineup facing the lefty Beaks coming in there. That's an option. Nick Castellanos, only 4K versus Junis. Not bad either. But let's get down into the 3Ks where it gets even more fun. And you got the likes of, say, a low Canes, only 39, not running to play that. But Shohei Otani at 39 versus Kenta Maeda has some appeal to it. Definite appeal in that one. Uh, cheap Brian Anderson's always in play. Scott Kingry as well. But Josh Reddick at only 38 versus uh, Freddie Peralta. Reddick averaging almost 10 points over his last 10, put up an 8 spot his last time out. Derek Fisher leading off at 38. Both good plays. I prefer Reddick over Fisher, but both very much in play. And then you got our boy. Made his debut on Sunday. Went 1 for 3 with a Jimmy Jack. Jordan Alvarez. He's only 3800 bucks there versus Freddie Peralta. This is a great spot. Peralta, when he gets beat up, gives up a lot of home runs. And what's Jordan Alvarez do? Hits a lot of home runs. So Alvarez at 3800 bucks, Very, very much worth a look for you there. Many other options down here. you got C. Dix back for Pittsburgh at 37. Marvin Gonzalez at 37 is too cheap. He's going to be on a lot of lineups for me, given I only make like three or four lineups. But he'll be in maybe half or more of those lineups, three or four of them even. I love the value with Marvin Gonzalez at 3,700. If you want to get weird, Teoscar Hernandez, big power versus lefties, facing means at 36 in a GPP. You can use that as some value. Carlos Gonzalez is only 3600 bucks in Coors. He only got you two points last night, but still $3,600. Coors Field, you like that. You like that a lot. That's definitely a play you can lock and load. But lots of stuff down here. Jackie Bradley Jr. at 34. Pender at 34. Eloy Jimenez at 34. Um, many, many, many ways to go, depending on how you want to stack it up. There's Austin Dean. There's Jose Martinez. So many angles to take a peek at down there. All right, recapping your pitching real quick. You got up top, Paxton, Paddock, Corbin. Or no, Paddock, Paxton, Corbin. That's the order. 
Uh, in the middle, Turnbull, Means, Thornton, Junis. Down below, Hudson, Beattie, Lambert. So not the best of pitching, but definitely ways to get stuff done. Looking at stacks on this slate, the Dodgers are in play versus Pena, but Tampa Bay versus Fires, very nice. Don't forget lefties, 320, righties, 350 versus Fires. That's why Pham, Avisil Garcia are in play with your medals of the world and Choi's and Laos. Lots to like there. Boston versus Toronto is very much in play. But going on down, obviously you have Coors Field. Those are good looks. But Minnesota versus Mike Leak, smash. Washington versus Manny Manuelas, smash. Atlanta versus Archer could get very, very fun. Don't hate that at all. Lefty's hitting 351, righty's 388. Um, got uh, Pittsburgh versus Fulty. Lefty's 335, righty's 351. So we might be going back to Atlanta and Pittsburgh in this one. Like that a lot. There's tons of ways to go. When I mentioned like three quarters of the totals are nine or higher. There's a lot of ways to go in this slate. So mix and match. Join us in the member Discord at the Quant Edge or come over to fantasysportsdegens.com into the Slack chat and we'll chat it up. Also at fantasysportsdegens.com, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast. Previewing the third major of the PGA Tour season, the U.S. Open dropped last night with myself and Jesse. Go check that out to get your DraftKings lineups ready. And Mitch with Bubba, episode 178 with myself and guest Matt Williams. Talks the, the weekend in fantasy baseball, the recent fab buys in TGFBI, and much, much more. All right, your BVP on this 15-gamer. Uh, when you look at home runs, DD, Gardner, Hicks, Morales, all taking Vargas deep. Uh, da, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. On a 15-gamer, you think you'd have something, but there's nothing really standing out here. In the BVP world at the moment, uh, Marvin Gonzalez 8 for 14 with a homer off Mike Leake. Nelly Cruz and Scope have both taken him deep. That's good stuff. Uh, Kyle Seeger, I told you he hits lefties well. He's hitting 327 off Martin Perez. 17 for 52 with a double and four home runs. That's not bad. Tim Beckham 5 for 12, two doubles. But that, that Seeger number stands out in a big, big way. That is impressive. You have Nico Goodrum 5 for 15 with four doubles off Jacob Junis. Uh, the... The, the Rockies hit uh, Quintana well, 4 for 6 the homer for Blackman. Desmond's four, uh, 4 for 7, 3 doubles. Mark Reynolds has taken him deep. A couple things to look at there. When you slide on down even farther, there's not there's really no BVP. That pretty much wraps it up. So there you go. Fun 15-gamer. I'm on Twitter at BDEntric. If you have any questions, hit us up on uh, hit me up on Twitter there. Or again, check out the TQE member Discord or the Fantasy DJ Slack chat to get all the help you need. But going to be a fun 15-gamer. Hope everybody has a great time with it. Don't stress out too much as 15-gamers, so many options, such crappy pitching. It's going to be chaotic tonight, absolute mayhem. But good luck. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, June 11th edition. I'm out.